Oh, hey, did I uh, – quick, 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 not OU point quickly. Quickly, Josh. I had a – I have – I have a very good source in Ann Arbor. Perhaps you've heard of the city where the Michigan Wolverines play. Um, they texted me late last night. I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay. You have piqued my interest. Hold on here. Jeez, I got a lot of text messages. Now, this message was from Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is from an insider in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Here was the tweet text, excuse me, in its entirety. Holy S, the Big Ten is going to suspend Jim Harbaugh under a sportsmanship clause. Michigan will file an injunction. I said to this person, so nothing with the team? question mark response fluid situation but i'm told the ncaa and the big 10 is not considering punishment for the current team or players just harbaugh hmm something worth keeping an eye on so today what about the program scholarships huh i don't know or just the head football coach. Who's responsible now? What have we learned over the last few seasons in football and basketball? The head coaches now are they're responsible for everything. Which, by the way, if you think about it, take a moment and look at every single staff for just about every single sport. <laughs> right? A lot of people on those staffs. So you got to be responsible for all of them? Anyway, just something to keep an eye on, guys, as far as News might keep be concerned. All right, so every day at 11 a.m., we do the top five stories of the day. Uh, I'm having to bolt at the bottom of this hour because we have our coaches' corner taping that's been pushed up today for the women's basketball game. And I did want to add, speaking of the women's basketball game today, our good friends at uh, Affordable Door have hooked us up with a pair of tickets for today's game. Now, it's at noon. If you're one of those people that just like to win things to win things, don't do it. Just send us a text. Simply say, Women's Hoops, and we'll get those tickets transferred to you, and you can go to the game today. Two tickets tickets to the women's basketball game that tips off at noon against Wichita State, courtesy of Affordable Door. They're yours. 405-651-3439. All right, so. Top five stories of the day, top five takeaways from Saturday, um, and I've got to have this done by 1025, so wish me luck. Here we go, number five. <laughs> How about this, though, first? Oh. It's time oh, for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino, speaking of our great partners. We are working, by the way, and I know I think Trevor LaFoon's a little mad at me, Josh. Trev, I'm sorry, because our Mondays are a little horrid during the college football season, but we are desperately trying to get back out to Newcastle on Mondays, and I love being out there. I think it's a great place to hang. You will, too. NewcastleCasino.com, the OTB, the 14 different table games they have for you, and the incredible reward to the website. Check it out, NewcastleCasino.com. All right, number five. Number five. Your traditional offense was working. Why, Josh? 
why, why did Oklahoma seem so hell-bent to get away from it as quickly as they could? Why? I play John. I play Madden a lot now. Maybe since the Raiders are good, I won't have to go to Madden to, to fill my football void. Or maybe it was just one week, whatever. And you know what's great about Madden, Josh? Is on 4th and 15, you go for it. Whenever it's whenever it's 3rd and 23, you're on the tight end attack. They can't stop it. On defense, what do you do? You blitz every single time. Sometimes I feel like we treat our offense like we're playing Madden as opposed to just handing the football off or opposed to just running a slant or what. I mean, I still don't know, and I don't know if we got an answer in the postgame of what that was supposed to be on the fumbled snap after Oklahoma had got the football back in a 7-7 tie in the first quarter. I don't know what we were trying to do there. I don't know why we're trying to throw the the go route on the first, second play of the second half whenever it just seemed the traditional offense was functioning well. Why did Oklahoma seem like that was the last thing they wanted to do? Is that mean? Is that is that short-sighted? Is that unfair? Because that was my takeaway. It's like, keep giving it to Sawchuck. Keep, keep running. Oklahoma State obviously cannot stop this. Get it to Drake Stoops. Oklahoma State obviously cannot stop this unless the route is run short of the sticks. I, 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 I don't know. Am I a crazy person here? But my, my big takeaway number five is I was very I'm frustrated, I think is the term, with how Oklahoma – Seemed Brent Vittable said something last year, and I want to say it was around the what the Kansas game. It was during one of his press conference, and he said, uh, I'll, "I'll look at the sheet, and I'm like, run the, these are the plays that are working. Run, run, run these plays, and he's kind of pounding at the paper. I'm run these. These are the plays that are working. Run more of these. And I think sometimes." I don't know if we get caught in a mad mindset. I don't know if we've worked on these trick plays, so we want to do them. And I love trick plays, bro. I love them. But I just feel like we try to get too cute sometimes. It's a defining characteristic okay. of this offense right okay. now, the last two years. Gets too cute at times. And I don't know if it's, I've got this play, I want to run it, or just can't do the same thing again and again and again, right? Mm-hmm. If it's working, stick with it. I, I Look, if we're going to be and deservedly so critical of Jeff Levy, the interception by Dylan Gabriel, we, we've been calling for Oklahoma to take a couple of shot plays. Very true. They, they take one, and guess what? Gabriel is pressured, and he makes a bad decision. So it's, it's a lot of different parties have a hand in this not-so-good sandwich that's been concocted. <laughs> For Oklahoma right now. And the, the play caller, of course, is leading the bus. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you call for one thing to happen and it, it gets called and it's not executed properly. That's where Oklahoma's at right now. If it's something they're doing on the field, they've been coached to do it. That's what, that's what I've learned from Brent Venables, right? All right. 
We, I'm sure the text line's all over that one. Let me hit number four here. Number four. Number four. Turnovers and penalties have become just almost a trademark for this team the last couple of weeks. There were – I got – all this starts at UCF for me. I'm just going to – all this starts at UCF. When you have four three and outs to start a game at home against UCF, you should be up at the very least 21-zip. When you have the opportunity to put a game away in Lawrence, you got to – you got to get your not. You got to get your ten yards. You got to get a first down. When you have an opportunity with the football back, start the third quarter to go by a couple scores. Got to go score. And what happens? What's happened in all three of those cases? Turnovers, foolish pre-snap penalties. I mean, these are pre-snap penalties, Josh. We're not protecting the football. We're not valuing possessions. And that's a mindset. And unfortunately, unfortunately, there's snowballs that start rolling downhill, and you can't stop them. You know, my man Arnie Spanier on Sunday nights. What does he like to compare everything to? Relationships, right? It's ah, always no, dating. It's always dating for some reason. Like, he which was, of course Arnie was an expert in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I like to equate things to, like, my weight loss battles, right, in my journeys. And here's let – me, let me just – not to belabor our filibuster here. But it's really, really hard to lose weight. It's hard, man, and it sucks. You've got to be disciplined in what you eat and how you exercise. But when you do it and it's clicking, it's good, right? You feel better. Um, skinny tastes – all right, skinny feels better than good tastes or whatever the the saying is, right? It's just, According to some. According to some. Let me tell you something. I had the chicken tenders yesterday at Charleston's, and they were fantastic. So, obviously, I failed yesterday. And Saturday when I think – I think I stopped three times for food on Saturday on the drive home, Josh. I really – I did. I did. I stopped three times for food. On Saturday on the way home. Gluttonous. I was very much gluttonous. I had to pray big time on Sunday morning. But my point is, when you're when you're in it and you're disciplined and you're doing all the right things, it's still a challenge every day, but you're smooth. Once you let it go and you realize, dang, this tastes really good. You know, you know, it don't look too bad. It's easy to just let it go and not be as disciplined. And little things that you were doing you don't necessarily pay attention to or try as much because, eh, yeah, you're still feeling okay. And, oh, that food tastes good. I, I feel like this thing is snowballing right now, and they've got to do a better job of protecting the football and stop committing stupid penalties. I know that sounds so easy to say sitting here behind my mic and my, my football expertise stopped – as I think by the time I was done at East Alton Woods River Community High School, I think I might have been the third-string quarterback. I was bad. But I love football, and I study it, and I live it. And it's just I've seen what happens whenever turnover problems start for a team. Inexplicably, you can't – I mean, how? I don't think I've seen Andrew Rame 
snap a ball at Dylan Gabriel's ankles this year, right? But when stuff like this happens, it snowballs, man, and you can't stop it. So they got to fix it. But it was – it kept Oklahoma State – it kept Oklahoma State alive in that game, right? And you gave them every opportunity to stay in it and win it with turnovers. Bro, we can go back to 2021. That's the same thing from that game. I hate to bring it up, but an Eric Gray fumbled punt doesn't happen. Probably win the game. Probably win the football game. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Anything more you need to add or you feel like we should add on that? Well, it's look, it's simplistic, but it's also realistic for Oklahoma. They have got to protect the football, and they haven't done that. The penalties – some of them, look, some of them are questionable, sure. The uh, the non-call that you didn't get, you, you needed to get, right? You would have – probably the game plays out different if you get mm-hmm. the uh, the Drake Stoops pass interference, it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. But you didn't get it, and the other stuff that you can control, like you can't control whether or not they're going to flag Vickers, right? right? But you can control the response on the sideline, and you can control the false starts. You can snap the football better. I, I – I can't get away from that. Why can you not snap the football? We, we we could probably do this all day, so let's just go ahead and hit number three. Number three. All right, so there was, in the post game, Gabe and I on the Sooner Radio Network, when we're on the road, we'll usually tape two, like, two- to three-minute recaps from down on the field because sometimes it takes a while to get players and – you know, Toby and Ted are having to, you know, we've got 11 breaks in our post-game show, 11 breaks. And so we're trying to do what we can to make sure that we're just not kicked up, eating post-game chicken and, and not doing our job. And in the second update, I had to stop taping because I'm like, you know, Gabe, always like to have some positives to take away from this. And, uh, and I stopped because I'm like, I'm going to reword that. Let's try it again. <laughs> Because there's nothing positive about losing to your rival. Especially whenever you had an opportunity to play in the big and, and control your own destiny to play in the Big 12 championship game. So I'm not going to use the term positive here, Josh, right? I'll wait till Coach Venables tonight to talk positives. But it was a could the term be reassuring performance from Gavin Sawchuck? Because we saw some things from him that I think, A, tell you he's getting healthier, and, and, and B, showed that explosiveness. Dude, that touchdown run to start the game, he came off the sidelines. Dude was, I mean, I, I, I say this not to try to, you know, not to try to sound negative, but it was like he, he hadn't even broken a sweat. Like he wasn't – that was that longest run of the season, takes it to the house, and it's almost as if the guy's like, all right, let's go. Just getting going, right? He finished with 111 yards on 13 carries, 64-yard touchdown run. Um, the running game in its traditional setting, in its traditional run game, was incredible. 21 carries, 170 yards. 21 carries, 170. Not the, not bad, right? 
Not bad. That's what we've been talking about. Everything else was terrible. And in the Javante Barnes, I mean, come on, he had one carry for negative nine yards. That's unfair. And they said afterwards, right, that the snap was supposed to go to Dylan Gabriel. Exactly. So, I mean, it was a bad snap. Quarterback run game, we thought it might be a, a part of this. Four carries, negative seven yards. And the one time they tried to get it to Drake Stoops, it didn't work. But if you want to take away something that is at least a little, all right, I thought, I thought Dylan Gabriel, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I thought Gavin Sawchuk, Josh, I thought he came away as, you know, one of those guys that was one of the better players on the field Saturday. Absolutely. If, you know, here the last however many games, right, in uh, two, of the, two out of the last three. And really, the Kansas game for Sawchuck was not all bad. It just wound up being a, a really good game for Tawi Walker. Very he true. was clearly the, the top option, and so you, you rode that, and it made sense until he got hurt. So, yeah, the last three games, yes, have been encouraging for Gavin Sawchuck. That's definitely true and fair to say. All right. Look at us being positive, Josh. Look at us. Who would have thought? All right, now, big story number two. Number two. On our Friday show, we talked about X factors, right? We talked about X factors. Unfortunately for for Oklahoma, the guy who ended up being the biggest X factor in the game was somebody that was not only not mentioned by anyone on this here radio station, at least that I heard, but also wasn't mentioned by anyone that covers Oklahoma State. Who had... Rashad Owens as the X factor on Saturday. Not me, not this guy, but bro, he looked like an NFL wide receiver out there. 10 grabs, 136. Both career highs. The dude's been on campus since 2020. That's the most catches he's had in a game, period. It's the most yards he's had in a game, period and he just he was beast so in the battle of x factors in the battle of unknown stepping up and making plays where we thought all right brennan thompson here's his moment didn't materialize why are we throwing to him on fourth and five that's not his game josh why do we have him sitting down in that curl where drake stoop should have been why 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 The best player, or one of the best players on the field, was a guy that had had one 100-yard receiving game in his career, in Rashad Owens. I, you know, I, I was joking about my buddy uh, Scott who had texted earlier in the program. Said, "Who are these? I had to get out a roster to figure out who some of our guys were that were out there playing." <laughs> Definitely was a case of the quarter position. But I, I I wanted to give Rashad Owens his flowers. But then also, Josh, at number two, I don't know what was going on at the corner position. I, I mean, I, I kind of get it. Gentry Williams got hurt. So he was again. out. Again, right? Uh, can I walk? Or I don't know if it was performance or he's been dealing with something. I, I don't know if you guys can tell on TV, but he's got a massive harness on his shoulder. Key Lawrence got hurt early. And I know that he's a safety, but we've seen him play some corner. Key Lawrence got hurt. He went to the locker room, and I don't think he ever came back. I don't remember seeing him back even on the sidelines. 
So in the biggest moments of the game, Josh, it's Macari Vickers and Josiah Wagner. And I have incredible hope for both of those guys in the future. But I'll tell you what, Alan Bowman didn't hesitate. He went right after. And that was a BSPI call on Vickers. When we talk about competitive depth, bro, it was really challenged on the defense this weekend. And I thought the defense played well enough to win the game. Yeah, they made enough stops after the poor start. Which gets me to, to, to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. That's it. That's it. That's the last thing I have on my list. The defense gave you a chance. They gave you a chance to win the game. Minus um, minus a guy who is probably the best defensive player in the Big 12. Minus your starting corner, right, whenever – Gentry was kind of in and out, getting dinged up. Minus Reggie Pearson for a half, and then in Reggie Pearson being gone, Key Lawrence gets hurt and isn't back there. With Kip Lewis and Kobe McKenzie leading the way, that chance to win the game. Now, could the defensive line have played better? Absolutely. You're always going to have those moments. But, dude, I don't. It's, it's very frustrating, I think, back to what Brent Venable said in the preseason, right? If our defense can just be a little bit better, a little bit better. And guess what? It has been. You said that was your number one takeaway, Josh, and you and I agree on it. Defense played well enough to win that football game, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they, they gave you stops, positioned you to go win it, and unfortunately it's back-to-back games now that the offense couldn't deliver when given a chance. There you go. Those are our top five takeaways. What say you? Um, so are we good here? We got uh, Drake or Teach coming in for a while, or is Connor going to slide still in before his, his partay? He is, yeah. He's oh. so excited to talk about this game that he's standing by. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. There's plenty on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line to get us through for the next month and a half, if need be. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to head on down, and I'm going to tape Coach's Corner. Then if all goes well, I'll be back at 1030. <laughs> or, excuse me, 1130. Boy, that'd be really impressive. That'd be something, wouldn't it? We got this thing done. You're listening to The Plank Show with Josh Helmer right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you. It is The Plank Show right here. Home of Sooner Fans, Josh Helmer alongside Connor Pasby, as we say. Welcome back. Good morning, everybody. Yes, the sun did come back up. Yes, uh, better days, I do believe, are ahead for Oklahoma. But uh, obviously, we're going to dissect what was... Not a fun finish to uh, Bedlam as we know it, at least for right now. 27-24, Oklahoma State uh, beats OU. And uh, the Sooners' college football playoff hopes, they are dashed. The Big 12 championship hopes, they're not dead. But uh, I want to say I was looking at ESPN's you know, percentage predictor, and uh, Oklahoma's at 14% to, to get to the Big 12 championship or win it. So... Look, uh, obviously they need some things to happen now. You're not in control your own destiny mode, and frankly, I don't know that those things are going to happen for you if uh, if you win the, the next three games. But, uh, hey, big thank you to Newcastle Casino for bringing us our top five takeaways of uh, Bedlam Plank. Uh, if you missed it, he'll be back in an hour or so, which means, well, we've got an hour to stretch our legs Hang out with you. Answer the phone lines. If you want to dial us up, 405-329-9000 is uh, the, the phone lines to jump in here. And, of course, we've got 
We're inundated with text messages. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is loaded up, 405-651-3439. And I should tell you, as well, uh, this hour of The Plank Show brought to us by Allison Insurance, health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and so much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. That's 405-745-2968, the number to call to find out more about Allison Insurance, allisoninsurance.com. So my, uh, if you want to call this an opening segment for myself and Connor Pasby, which, by the way, good morning, Connor. Good morning, Josh. Happy wedding shower day to you right here at the Ref. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good day. Got, we got over what all that happened Saturday, but yeah, time to move on. In, uh, in times of trials and tribulation, there, there, are, there are, in fact, uh, gleams of uh, happiness out there. So congratulations to you. We will celebrate you, my Thank friend. Thank you, today. my friend. On a more somber note, the uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. Okay, so they don't win this Bedlam game. For me, if we treat this as a little bit of a reset here on the show, the frustrating thing for me is we got our hopes up, right? Coming out of the Texas game, you, you thought, I thought, and, and not everybody thought. There were some out there that said, whoa, 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 Let, let's see what happens next. But uh, there were plenty that thought, okay. This has started to arrive for Oklahoma. Defense had a signature moment in that game with the goal line stand. Offensively, more of uh, what we had seen this season up to that point, which was, okay, not perfect. You had a fourth down play that you, you could have made, arguably should have made with Drake Stoops in that game. Wasn't the perfect throw from Dylan Gabriel either. But guess what? When push came to shove, you drove down and, uh, and won the football game, right? And that had been the trend to that point. SMU, Cincinnati, you found a way, UCF, you found a way to make plays and go, and go win games. These last couple of weeks, obviously, it's eroded on Oklahoma, and they haven't been that team that's, that's made plays particularly offensively and mostly offensively to, to go win games the last couple of weeks. Has it been perfect? defensively no absolutely not there's been plenty of defensive plays that could have been made out there the tackling for Oklahoma early early in this Oklahoma State game it's just not what it was earlier in the season now that unit they found a way to buckle things up and tighten the screws so to speak and they came away with stops to go win you the football game and offensively you couldn't deliver week before versus Kansas Came away with stops, right? Forced the the field goal try. They missed it. Interception, interception. And I know, fourth down play, one final chance to go win the game. The defense couldn't do it versus Kansas. But generally speaking, it feels like these last couple of weeks, more of the blame lays at the feet of this Oklahoma offense. And again, more than anything for me, Connor, the frustrating reality is you thought that this program was turning a corner. And I, I still think things are headed in a good direction for Oklahoma. I like what they've done recruiting-wise, but uh, but it's not going to wind up being that 11-1 regular season, 12-0 regular season. Doesn't look like right now Oklahoma will be a Big 12 champion, maybe not a New Year's Six uh, Bowl participant. So if if things were right on schedule or a little bit ahead of schedule, we, we, we jumped – 
jump to conclusions on the positive side maybe a little bit too soon. And that's frustrating as a fan to realize, no, this team, this program isn't quite where we thought it was coming out of the Texas game. Yeah, Josh, I mean, these last two weeks we talk the defense maybe start off rough in both the Kansas and Oklahoma State game. But, man, later on in the game they got you plenty of stops uh, for the offense to go put the game away, especially Saturday. Holy smokes. I mean, the second half the defense started out with three straight stops and you can't really do anything about it. And then last week, Kansas, you got the Ethan Downs interception, two minutes left in the game. You go three and out, punt it right back to Kansas, and they go down and uh, score. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating right now not being able to uh, put it all together for Oklahoma these last two weeks. And the the inability on the road to to just execute different things. You you have to away from home be able to snap the football back properly you you cannot have a low snap that turns into a turnover you can't have another snap before that that uh, was designed to go to the quarterback and winds up in the running back's hands and all of a sudden the whole drive is discombobulated and even though you gave up an opening drive touchdown to Oklahoma State guess what you came right back you answered it and that drive was moving for Oklahoma and without that turnover feels like maybe OU is about to wind up back in the end zone and the whole complexion of the game is different, but guess what? That's where Oklahoma's at right now. They cannot execute properly. Well, and you can get upset with the, I mean, the cute play call, which I agree. I mean, you had the big play to Nick Anderson, and the play to follow, you got Javante Barnes out there, which I don't really know why he's out there. First time you've seen him in action, and he tries something, and uh, botch snap, you turn the ball right back over. Yeah, it's, it's really just frustrating right now, Josh. And uh, the coaching, right? We have to... Talk about uh, the offensive coordinator, have to talk about the head coach. Let's do some of that next. It's the Plank Show rolling along here on a Reaction Monday. Man, we've got so much on the text line. I'll defer to you when we return, Connor. You can just start rifling Let's through do it. Let's some do of it. those. Uh, it's the Plank Show right here. Home of Sooner fans, back with you after this. Allison Insurance brings us hour number two right here. Home of Sooner fans, we call this the Plank Show, AllisonInsurance.com where Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. They've been helping you and your family for over 60 years, 405-745-2968, allisoninsurance.com. Okay, let's see, uh, let's see if I can operate this effectively here. Let's, let's see if this is a better snap than we saw a couple of times. Let's hope so. On, on Saturday from Oklahoma. Here was uh, – I want to share this just uh, – a. With you, Jeff Levy, after the game, talking about uh, first the uh, well, the the first snap that got away. Hadn't clapped yet, wasn't quite ready for it, and then um, there on the third drive, and just had the mishandled snap and and put it on the ground. So was it the crowd that was bothering that? You know, could he not hear? Or? It was just the the crowd was the issue on the one snap there in the in the fourth quarter when we snapped it early. Jeff. Uh, what was the play call there on fourth down? Did you like the look that you had, and did you guys consider taking a timeout before that? No, we did. We liked it and thought it was going to be man-to-man. Um, needed to be about a, a yard deeper. That's the reality of it, and I can put us in a better situation there. Jeff, it feels like the last few weeks the offense has been in positions where the ball's moving and then uh, the defense makes a play and, and maybe the offense stalls out with a chance to extend the lead. Have you been able to figure out why exactly that's, that's happened? You know, it's been something uh, with every single position group. It's, it's, it's all of us, you know, and again, starting with me, 
Um, but we were, you know, we got drives going and then found ways to mess them up. Either it was a negative run or a penalty. And just like the second, you know, the second drive, we got a penalty on second down where we've got a, got a great play and uh, end up third and 12 and then don't convert. Jake, you had 480 yards worth of offense today. When you, in some ways, you had a successful day in some of these areas. When you look at your offense, how frustrating is it that you don't have more points today? Well, again, it's all about the ball. You squander three drives. There's three drives there where you turn the ball over on first down. Again, one time in midfield, one time the plus 39, and one time on our end where, you know, defense does an unbelievable job getting the stop, but it costs us three points. Uh, so that's, that's the reality of it. You know, right now, uh, margin is really, really small. And to be on the right side of things, you got to take care of the ball. So there you go. A little bit uh, from Jeff Levy. Somebody had theorized this, and I, I don't think Jeff Levy was asked it or Brent Venables afterwards. They knew it was fourth and five, right? Because yeah, Jaleel yeah. Farouk, on the previous play, they spotted him backwards, right? I mean, the, the pile kind of got pushed. It Well, they, they stopped the play. Farouk could have had – or two more yards to set up a potential fourth, fourth and three. Fourth and three, fourth and two. They, they knew, though, it was fourth and five, right? You had to. I mean, you had to. I just I just don't understand. I mean, I hear him talking about that timeout wasn't in the uh, consideration about taking one, but, I mean, I thought OU should have took a timeout and talked that over because they snapped it pretty quick after that third down, after that catch by Farouk, which I, I didn't understand. It's uh, back-to-back losses here where a pivotal play, and it's so easy, hindsight 2020 with the timeout situation, to say, hey, why did you not burn the timeout when the play doesn't work, right? When you don't get the defensive stop at Kansas, or in this instance, somehow you, you run a route that was short of the sticks on a fourth down situation. How does that happen? How? How does that happen? Fourth down! The game is on the line. You cannot wind up with a play that does not go to the sticks. So, look, look, that being the case, the way it played out, yes. Why did you not burn timeout afterwards? You, you, you know, you pick up the first down, then you'd like to have the timeout in the back pocket. I'm, from a coaching standpoint, and speaking of timeouts, I'm a little bit more irked, if you will, that right before halftime, again – the the rain at Kansas, the weather, okay, the conditions, given the way that first half played out, I said it last week, I do understand to some degree why Oklahoma at Kansas was not aggressive before halftime. But in this game, in this game, again, right, you had a chance to call timeouts, get the football back, maybe go tack on a field goal before halftime, and Oklahoma didn't do that. You would have had, what, was it 40 seconds left, possibly, left in halftime to go drive down for the yeah, potential field goal? Or- Chunk play, who knows what happens. But uh, right now, the staff, they're not practicing some of what they preach. And that starts with, well, the head coach, Brent Venables, who wants a, an aggressive, physical, punishing, relentless defense, right? Well, you want that offensively, too. And you'd like your head coach to have that type of confidence, that, that this team, hey, we got 40 seconds, let's go score. We can go score. But uh, right now, collectively, Oklahoma does not have that personality trait. Clinton Tulsa says, short of the sticks and 
on the short side of the field. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I don't understand either. Rolling out to left, short side of the field, and it felt like Drake was kind of your only option to throw to. I don't. I did not like that play at all. Doug in T-Town, block punt, right? I mean, take the timeout and who knows? Maybe you block a punt. And Jim in Arlington reminds us OUD has now had two late clutch interceptions in the last two games. You had the one by Ethan Downs and then Billy Bowman, which, man, Billy Bowman's interception, that was a uh, – Big time to go down and make that thing a two-possession game, make it an 11-point game, and you can't do that. Yeah. Once again, the offense just can't come through when you need it the most late in the game. And as much as there's going to be the play-calling conversation, and I think it's certainly merited to a large degree throughout the course of the last couple of weeks and in in key moments, the the fourth down play, Levy's right when he says, look, we got to stop turning the football over. what can you do besides play a different center to get an effective snapback? Well, in the play – or did did OSU score a touchdown before that – before Dylan Gabriel bobbled the snap? I'm pretty sure they did. But, yeah, first play offensively, you give it right back to OSU. And luckily luckily your defense came through and hold them to a field goal. Was able to bow up, yes, and and force the field goal try, which, you know, kept you in the thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just can't come right back the next snap and give it give it straight away. Yeah, Loco, Ohio talks about the false starts, encroachment, penalties on wide receivers. Yeah, that just blows my mind. Touchdown That's right the before la- that. Yeah. You were correct. That's the last position you should have for a false start is wide receivers. Did Farouk have two, and I know Drake Stoops had one. But, dude, those are you, – you just can't have that offensively. <laughs> you ought to be able to – Line up, execute, and operate at the snap count. Connor, you played football? Yes, yeah. Okay, what what was the first thing that you were taught? Did you play offense or defense? I, offense. I, I mean, I was a slot receiver, and I played some running back. Okay, too. so what did they tell you about the snap? <laughs> As a wide receiver, you were watching the ball. Watch the ball! Watch the freaking ball. It's not hard. There's, there's – you should never, never have a false start, and yet this team again and again and again has those types of mistakes, and the, hey, how do you fix that? You can practice things to death, but a false start is simplistic. It's not supposed to be something that's challenging to get operated correctly. Yeah, it's it's just frustrating. Like, you, you cannot have that if you're Oklahoma, and things just continue to hurt this team offensively when you get late in the game, crunch time, and you need your offense to come through, and your defense is getting you stops, but you can't get on the board and uh, close out a game. From the 918, Lebby said the Stoops route should have been a yard longer, but it still would have been short by two yards. I, I know. I, you, you, could talk, yeah, you could talk about the route being longer to the sticks, but I just d- didn't like the play in general. I'm going to do this. Let's take a, a let's break here. When we come back, you pick three or four text messages you like, and we'll just rapid fire through them. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. And then, do uh, it. and then you get to celebrate, right? Wow, hey, yeah. Everybody's here for you today. I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, you should. It's exciting. Take a break. Come back. Uh, close up hour number two. It's the Plank Show right here on the Wrap. All right, closing up hour number two. We're back. Plank Show here. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. We gotta we gotta move quick here before the. Uh, wedding shower which by the way everybody wish connor and kaylee a very happy and healthy union in route what what do you like what would you like to jump into off the text line here before we call it an hour let's see what we got josh 
Softball Steve says, didn't Lebby run the offense last season when Sooners beat the Pokes? Hmm, didn't hear all this talk about his removal for poor play calling. Well, let's not act like everybody was thrilled at all times with the offense last season. There were uh, plenty of complaints last year as well. Mike and Edmund, good morning, guys. On Dylan Gabriel and the deep ball, I think it's interesting that last year Dylan Gabriel got criticized all year long for overthrowing deep throws. Now it's the opposite. I feel like this year it's been drilled into him to give his guys a chance to make a play, and they've made a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, he, he's let a few deep balls short. That one against OSU uh, felt like he got hit before he really got through the whole arm motion back there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't criticize much of DG from Saturday. I think that was another game where he did play well enough to uh, win you the ball game uh, again. Well, I'm going to save this for the top of the hour, but Santa John and others are calling for what? Jackson Arnold. So let's let's. I, I did I did hear that talk earlier on uh, T Row in the morning show with Toby uh, with Toby and uh, TJ. I'm not sure how you feel about that. I mean, DJ DG has gotten you uh, to this point. I just don't know if you go another direction because that Big Twelve championship is still in the window. Uh, Drew says, uh, what's up, Josh and Connor? Love listening to you guys. Thank you, Drew. Uh, Cody uh, texts in from the 918 and says, it's probably asking a lot, but my nephew's 12 and his world was shattered Saturday. Can you give Jasper Mayfield a shout-out, please? Jasper, good morning. Good morning, my friend. I promise it's it's okay. There will be more football games. And guess what? Oklahoma's going to win more football games. And the sun came up this morning, Josh, that you mentioned. And and it's all good, Jasper. Sooners are going to win championships in the future, believe me. Let's uh, step aside. That's two hours in the books. TJ slides in next. And a very happy wedding shower to you this morning, Connor. We'll uh, roll on next. It's the Plank Show. Back with you after this.